0: In this notebook of mine, one could easily read each paradigm. The last year in time like a divine plague of the mind. We remain vague to stay safely out from behind enemy lines, undefined and unmined. Do gems remain precious if they're never part of a find? Do your words mean a thing kept all in your mind or are such selfish ways considered a crime? Sadly, I realize, some of us, more than some, went from somewhat coherent breast strokes to becoming belly flops. Invisible smoke and poorly told jokes repeating history as onlookers look on wearily, except there is no looking, skipping the test or drearily standing off in the crowd. Some say we're past that last stop to go back or say no. Even if you're screaming it loudly and standing your ground, some believe we passed that point a long time ago. Seriously, this is the moment where we can't help but shout, hey, there's no turning back now. No looking out, shielding eyes, or merely turning the volume of truth back down. We've come to fearfully despise that broken album society sound, empires crumbling down like each enterprise before us. How can we possibly be reprising this final act now? Welcome. I'm your host, Melissa Billy. If you are joining us for the first time today, welcome. We're very happy to have you here. And if you are one of our old friends, we are always happy to have you back. Poets is um, an online presence on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Poets Return. Please message us if you are interested in sharing any of your poetry, if you are interested in talking about writing, talking about your process. It doesn't matter if you do not consider yourself a quote-unquote poet as you will hear if you listen to any of these episodes. This is all about growing our online community. And um, this episode's really special to me also because at the end of it, Bridget, actually, her last statement in this episode is really like the logline slash mission statement of Poets Return, which is for poets, for writers, for anyone who wants to share to have a safe community to do so, because we're all storytellers. And as Bridget says, also, poetry is one of the most beautiful, soulful ways to express emotion, as well as work through emotion. And I believe everyone should give it a shot. I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. So speaking of Bridget, she is our guest for today. Bridget Hanson Terrell is a Utah resident, currently 23 years old, and poetry has been a part of her life since she was young. She and I related so on so many levels. I felt like she was an old friend of mine, honestly, even though we've only met over the phone and virtually on Zoom. I just feel like she and I have known each other my whole life, because she also had you know experience similar to mine, where poetry has just always been there. It's been something she used to express emotion, to work through relationships, all of these things. And the start of this episode, we were actually kind of catching up informally before I hit record on the Zoom. And she was telling me, as she had told me um, on our phone call over a year ago, that, you know, she had an experience with poetry where she had a teacher actually think she was plagiarizing. And she had this really cool online presence that she'd already developed at Wattpad.com with her poetry to go and say, hey, my poem was so good, you thought that I plagiarized it. Well, look on here. These are all of my poems. So I just thought that was kind of a badass story because, you know, she's only 23, 10 years ago. I can't imagine being a, you know, 13-year-old and being able to go up to my teacher and say, actually, I did write that poem. Credit to me that you thought it was so good that you thought I plagiarized it, and um, also here's my website. So Bridget um, is somebody that I'm excited for our community to get more of, to get to meet, to get to hear her poetry. She shares a couple of poems that she picked from her Wattpad site. I got to pour through her poems, which was a real treat, and I also picked one as well. So really excited to introduce you to her today. She's, like beauty from episode two, been more than gracious and patient with us since she and I did speak over the phone over a year ago but I got to speak to her over Zoom and it just was not only higher quality in terms of the audio but it was great to not only see her face but get to really hear her share these poems again and um you know coming through everything we've all come through I think we've all grown a lot in a lot of ways so without further ado so you know. here is Bridget Hansen Terrell. it's
1: very on Poets Return. <laughs> okay perfect all right wonderful so um yeah that's kind of amazing though that you came out of that experience and it's it's also scary like I don't know about you but for me growing up I was in a very strict school system and so Mm -hmm. any thought of getting in trouble like you know I was that kid that was very afraid of getting in trouble so like also kudos to you for like not sticking your tail between your legs and being like nah I have um I actually already have an online presence thank you very much teacher yeah
2: (laughs) i was i and you know what i was i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit offended i was like what why do you not think i'm smart enough to write this but then i kind of looked back and i was like you know what that's a compliment it is pleasantly surprised by how good it was so Mm -hmm.
1: well and i'm i'm i know i'm making assumptions but especially if it's a poem about 9-11 like I feel like a lot of teachers don't, um, give kids enough credit in terms of knowing what kids are capable of actually understanding and expressing emotion about, even if it's a horrific historical event, you know, yeah, yeah. um, I teach performance camp, um, in the summer for kids of all different ages. And we, I don't know if you're familiar with the musical come from away, Mm-mm. Um, it's this amazing musical that uh, is actually about the island of Newfoundland in Canada and about how on September 11th, when the Twin Towers fell and all the airports had to like ground their planes Um, because they didn't want people in the air they for safety reasons and stuff and so there was like 37 planes that had nowhere to go that had to just stop in Newfoundland on this island where the population was like 7,000 people and so they allowed all these planes to come on and the population doubled in like two hours and these people were stuck there for like five days and the people of Newfoundland being the kind Canadians that they are like let them into their homes gave them the shirts off their backs like fed them but it's this amazing inspirational musical about like obviously the horrific events of September 11th but these amazing people that like brought hope to all these people and I was teaching you know kids about this musical that are 11 years old that obviously were not alive when it happened and have no you know real concept but even at that age you know being you know 11 12 years old it was really impressive to see them like deep dig deep into their own life experience and use their imagination and talk about you know be able to have the acting chops to to do it so yes um, and that's
2: and that's kind of what I did with that poem is I, I think I was just barely too young to kind of remember that happening but mm-hmm. um I had seen videos and stuff all, all that thing and it just kind of got me thinking I was like wow like this is you know rough and so that's what I did I, I created that poem from my imagination but also like life experiences like you said and yeah and so yeah it's it's crazy. (laughs)
1: It's crazy. Yeah. But that's amazing. And I'm so glad you have stuck with it as a poet. So um, the three poems that you sent me, I absolutely love. I think they're great. And I love them also, because I think they're three, very different um they show different aspects of your style as a writer because you do employ rhyming a lot which is so awesome and I think your rhyming schemes are so impressive and they're so, <laughs> so fun to read off the page um which is really great and uh I also think these three are good because obviously the topics are very different and yes. um the perspective that's what
2: I tried to do <laughs> you know did, did a good job, job. I have like 80 different poems. So I was like, oh my gosh, how do I choose? <laughs> so.
1: You did good. Cause I went through your stuff on, on Wattpad. And I was like, no, she did a good job of doing this. Cause I do, I would like to also read Detached. Um, Cause I think that one's really just also so, so, so relevant to what I think so many people are going through right now. with everything. Yeah. So, and I think you beautifully convey that. Um, but yeah, do you, uh, do you want to read? Cause I'd love to start with uh, Four Letter Labor. um, But I don't know if you want to read it, or if you would prefer
2: if I read it. So I'm okay with either one, but I will preface with I don't have too much practice in performing. So I don't know if I'm going (laughs) to butcher my own work. (laughs)
1: i well and it's hard it can be hard reading your own poetry even if you do perform and like it's always kind of yeah so um also don't feel in any way even though it is reporting, you know visually like don't feel at all like you have to perform like you can just it can absolutely just be a cold read um so yeah it, it, but if you do you, you don't have a preference no Okay, cool. I'd love for you to read this one. And then if you wouldn't mind, I would love to read I Can't Eat This. Yes.
2: Okay. Okay, All right, cool. let's find it real quick.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, this one I really like. Um, I really like how you use the imagery, the different descriptions, you know, talking about the the hills, like the valley, the sweet cottage, you know, like, yeah. I love that picture. And that that image is so strong to me because that feeling of feeling like you're nestled in this place, but like, there's all of this fear and doubt and all these things that are coming for you. You know what I mean? Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's not loading on this iPad. I can still have this going while I look it up on my phone, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I had like everything prepped I'm like oh yeah this is gonna work and the iPad isn't working
1: <laughs> that's like the story of my life and Zoom can <laughs> honestly be quite treacherous like I've had whole things planned whole like meetings where I have an entire storyboard where I'm going to share my screen it's all there and then the PowerPoint just won't load or
2: <laughs> just my, <hard>
1: it's, <laughs> it's it's like great yeah guys like I tried to be prepared but <laughs> it's a thought that counts it is
2: okay all right a four-letter labor. Love is a four-letter word you and I share. The smile you actively place upon my cheeks and within my eyes is telling, telling of a story surrounding two heartbreaks and the seamstress who sewed them together. Yet upon rolling hills, enemies may descend into the valley or small cottage rests nestled between hope and future. Nevertheless, the armor covering my sweet supple flesh was crafted by your opulent kisses and your waxing fondness for the idea of my soul to be intertwined with yours for eons. Besides, our picket fence is stronger than it looks. Let us talk more because the tone of voice you use with me is so light it could be carried away upon the wind. My thoughts bathe in a new brand of sea as they heed the benevolent composition your lips allow to escape. Our days spent in adoration have resulted in various expressions of affection as well as it has rolling eyes and labored sighs. I hypothesize a diverse yet bright future. That word future, I ponder. Does it evoke fear? Yes. Do I worry some days about whether or not Whether or not my armor will suffice? Yes. Do I find my very bones within me to quake on the days my mind gets the better of me? Absolutely. Would I trade it all for an easy downward coast? Not for the world. Love is a four letter word you and I share. The smile you actively place upon my cheeks and within my eyes takes work, but work has never tasted sweeter.
1: As we do in the poetry community. <laughs> I used to like abhor that. I hated snaps, but I've come to really love snaps. It's like, yes. Um, yeah, this is a, this is one of those poems that every time that I think that you need to read it, like on the page as well as hear it. Because yeah. some poems, I think both. Cause I, when you read it and you did a beautiful job by the way, for like not, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, But I think so often certain poems like I think it's one or the other can be stronger but this one I really think is like a good you want a pairing of both you want to be able to read it but also you want to be able to hear it um it's very you know Shakespeare's like that certain things and I think poetry that's like that is poetry that takes you a few times to understand all of the intricacies of it yes um because I read this poem probably three times just after you'd sent it to me just kind of twice I think and then and and, and like this at the same time and then again today I read it and I got definitely got more out of it today but like it's so interesting how our individual perspectives inform things without us even realizing it and that is why I say this especially is a poem you have to read sorry there's a cop passing let me just hold for siren Because if they come, the problem is where my apartment is. If they come down Vineland, it's like literally deafening. Um, (laughs) Like it's, but they went the other direction. Um, Because, especially with poetry, and like this is how music is, of course, too. Like you hear a song and whatever mood you're in or how you feel about love is going to inform your attitudes. Yeah. But with this poem, like... I just think it's so interesting how you can go into it. And depending on where you're at, you might not get the message the first time you read it It might take you a couple of times. But this last time that you read it, it really hit me like the image, you know, the image of like our typical idea of like a heartbreak, right? But then you have the, the image of the heart that's there is like the, this, the broken part, but it's sewn together. Yeah, And I love this telling of a story surrounding two heartbreaks and a seamstress who sewed them together. So to me, that tells me that you and this person that you're in love with, you both came with broken hearts to this and kind of like found each other and like healed each other with this new healthy, good love. What is interesting to me is the seamstress, like this character, like I'm curious about that. Like who is the
2: seamstress, is it fate? Is it time? Is it love? All, all of the above, you know, it's, it's God, it's the universe. It's, you know, whatever. It's just what brought you together.
1: I love that. The seamstress. That is such a beautiful way to personify that those elements, I think. Um, and then I love this line just in and of itself, like this, you could have as a post on a t-shirt or like this, like this is a t-shirt to me is, our picket fence is stronger than it looks. Yeah, like, I liked that line too. <laughs> that's a damn good line, Bridget. Um, Thank you. And I think that that's, I, I, and I don't know, and I, I want to ask you about that also because you do talk about, you know, rolling hills, enemies may descend. Um, your armor, you know, crafted by your opulent kisses, all of these things, armor, enemies, um, our picket fence is stronger, meaning holding up against things, fortifying against enemies. Mm-hmm. What- Are these enemies, are these other people? Are these the doubts within both of your, I mean, are these just kind of the collective?
2: I would say it's, it's more like the doubts or the things that come with being in a relationship that are a little bit harder to deal with. Um, Things that would normally tear people apart or cause contention.
1: Absolutely. Which is why relationships are not easy and why it's hard even, love is not enough, right? There's work. There's so much work and nurturing. Yes um okay I just yeah I love that and then I love um that we I'm a very big fan of kind of especially I think poetry is such a great device to explore this whole idea of speaking aloud those inner monologues which is the questions does it evoke fear yes do I worry yes do I find my bone you know I love that you heighten stakes each time but then it's what I trade it all for an easy downward coast not for the world um bringing it back to love is a four-letter word you and I share and then that's my yeah, but work has never tasted sweeter. Also, beautiful line to end the poem thank you. On. Like it is it is hard to it is easy to start a poem, it is hard to keep a poem going, and it is extremely hard to to end a poem well. And you did it really beautifully. So um, thank you
2: so much. Yeah, I really do, uh especially, you know, uh when I was younger, I really love repetition and I think that it has a very strong effect in, you, in writing and in poetry
1: I love repetition I love it and I love it because you do it too you we you and I both do this where it's repeated but you alter it just a little as it's changed yeah yes. it evolves just a bit and it hits it really hits and even people mm-hmm. don't that's the kind of shit in poetry that like people don't even it's the magic and witchcraft that you work because people don't even know it's happening yeah.
2: to them <laughs>
1: and that's what happens in songs too you know that's why yeah. music is so damn powerful because you're sitting there in the car and you're crying before you even realize like i don't even know who this person is on the so this is singing this song but i'm like yeah. i've never related harder to a human being right um so yeah really just really good snaps all around you definitely should consider performing that poem because it's that poem would be a good music video did i say that when we
2: talked on the phone
1: i think I, you said, said
2: something about a video yeah
1: a poem would be a damn good music video. Um, Thank you. <laughs> it would be, if I wanted to shoot it, it would be high budget though. So we might have to wait on that one, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait on that one. And can, is there anything that you want to shed? Like any insight into the process of that poem or when you wrote it or, or anything like that?
2: Um, so I, I mean, just kind of a little tidbit. I wrote that um, about my husband when I was dating him. So
1: I love that. <laughs> I love that there was like an ant, was that a kitty cat oh yeah that's my cat yeah it's a great love poem and that (laughs) is a great cat (laughs) (laughs) not that there are any cats that aren't great in the world I'm sure there are ungreat cats but he's a a
2: stinker too but he's good (laughs) see I'm a
1: fan like that because that's like a calico or not or not quite
2: no, he, he's a calico he and, and it's a he, which is actually like 99.9% are females. So he's special boy. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why I didn't want to
1: immediately call him a calico. Cause I was like, wait though, but that's, yeah. he's a dude. What's his
2: name? His name is Zuko.
1: Great. Name. Tell me that's for Danny Zuko <laughs> from Greece. Is that from Danny? It's, it's
2: Zuko from the last airbender.
1: Oh, that's so much cooler, good, because I really actually secretly don't like Grease, but I was afraid that you might love Grease, so I didn't want to say like that's way cooler. Um that's amazing. Awesome. Um, okay, yes. I would love to read if you're okay with it, I can't eat this because this poem I'm actually very sad that Ron is unable to really speak right now. He was gonna like traipse through and come tonight, but I'm like <laughs> Dude, you just had dental surgery like just yeah rest. take it easy <laughs> just rest um so but you know he's a rapper and um I dabble in rap but I love obviously the rhyming speaks to me and, he, and him too and you're so good at, at using rhymes but like
2: yeah.
1: this poem um you know is really is a I feel like it's a damn good poem and and especially the rhyming in it like it just it's it could hit like a rap to me so I know he will have thoughts about it as well whenever we do our live stream. Um, yeah. So, okay. Let me turn off this fan. No, I said off. I have it, like, right next to me because it gets so hot in my apartment so fast. I'm, like, not even wearing, I'm literally wearing, like, what? <laughs> this isn't even a real shirt. Like, people are going to be like, this girl's, like, doing interviews in a, what is that? Okay. All right, this is, I can't eat this. I really don't know how much more I can take or how much more room my stomach can make for this food I am eating. Each bite that I take makes me wretch. my jaws aching so bad it might break. Even the fork I was using must've had quite enough because it broke a while back, leaving my hands to the stuff. And I can't even lie on the floor or the bed and wait to digest all this food I've been fed because it keeps coming back and it keeps going down. And I really don't know how am I still around? I'd say it's a miracle, but that doesn't feel so. Miracles imply hope and I'm running on low. I am so beyond full and I'm sick of this pain. Oh, what I'd give to feel empty again. Yeah, that's, I just really love this poem. And I think like, you know, again, your rhymes are so strong because Rhyming is such an interesting game because I think once you really, and I don't know if this is how you feel, but um, for me, when I write poems that rhyme, like once it, of course you're trying to adhere to a rhyming scheme once it starts and you've committed to this scheme, of course you're finding words that fit that or, or as you're going, whatever, you know, you're, mm-hmm. but, but for me, like poems like this, it feels so naturally and organically inspired. The story kind of unfolds that The rhymes just are part of, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so natural. Like it, it doesn't feel like this person tried to force these rhymes together. They just are part of it, you know? Um, Yeah. And I just, even the fork I was using must've had quite enough because it broke a while back, leaving my hands to the stuff. I mean that, like um, the image there that comes to mind and just, I don't know, like it's just damn good um yeah and so for this poem can I ask what because to me obviously I have some theories about what I think it might be about but I would love mm-hmm. to hear what you know your thoughts are and what what the, what inspired this
2: so um I I do like that uh, you know the thought that people can take away what they want from it but when I wrote it um and by the way, when I wrote it, it wasn't gonna rhyme at first. And I started writing it. And I was like, "This would sound much better as a rhyme." So I, I decided to go with that—a <laughs> rhyming poem. Yes. <laughs> I um, but I. So I. I deal with anxiety disorder, and and that's kind of where that stemmed from. I was having a really rough day, a really rough week, um, and I was just like, just in it. And um, and I also have. I, I don't want to diagnose myself because I haven't been diagnosed with an eating disorder, but I, I have had issues with eating too much a lot in my life. Like, even if I'm not hungry, you know, just emotional eating, all that stuff. Um, and so I kind of wanted to combine those things together, the feeling of just being totally disgustingly full and how awful that feels, as well as linking that to the feeling of just feeling absolutely overwhelmed with anxiety but you can't stop because you have anxiety and it's you know it just keeps feeding into itself so wow that's That's, and you know that's so interesting
1: because the image something like because of course that I can't eat but for some reason I just watched a documentary on Netflix about black holes and this poem made me think of that the idea (laughs) of like this never-ending like like that anxiety, like you can't yeah. escape it. There's no corner yes. of your mind or your emotions that you can kind of find respite from it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the same thing when you're trying when you're emotionally eating or drinking or whatever it is. You're binging. You're trying to fill this void, even if your physical capacity has been full. Yes. You know for yeah, um, you really
2: can't digest it. Yeah, yeah.
1: You really yeah exactly right. And wait to digest all this food I've been fed. Yeah, and I think you know because it keeps coming back and it keeps going down. Um, I think is also an interesting thing because we like the pain of that process you know it's like you keep doing this to yourself and you can't stop and that helplessness is one of the um, scariest parts of anxiety and I think any form of like mental illness or like having any sort of problem especially when it's with a manic disorder like anxiety because you can't shut off I don't know if you've ever seen Girl Interrupted or read the, I forget what the book, like the actual book was called. I don't think it's called that, but the movie Girl Interrupted with um, Winona Ryder and Angelina Jolie, it was back from like 2001. Um, So you'd have been young, but um, there's a part where Winona Ryder has chased a bottle of um, Vicodin with a bottle of vodka and she gets admitted to the ER for like trying to kill herself. And she says, when she goes to the psych ward, I wasn't trying to kill myself. I was just trying to make the shit stop, and i always have related so hard to that because it's like like,
2: (sighs) you know absolutely yeah wow yeah so
1: um yeah, this is just a great. This is a great poem, and I think you know I've had a lot of poets on here too talking about eating disorders and body dysmorphia and things. And and one of our biggest themes in discussing all of that is f- that feeling of emptiness, but like the disgust of like the fullness and like wanting, yeah. you know, wanting to almost the purge, needing to feel empty again. You know. Um. So kudos to you for exploring that also because that's not easy shit to dive into. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And the third one that you sent me, pick a color, which I also am just so intrigued by this. This poem is one of those poems that I feel like I want to like grow a beard and have glasses and be a professor at the front of the class <laughs> and be like, just have this written on the board and be like, kids, you're going to explicate this one today. I don't know why I turn into an old man. Um, maybe because my, my poetry professor in college, I guess, was a man. So I'm thinking of him, I guess. But like, this is such an intriguing poem. And maybe, you know, and this is also a poem where I'm sure someone like, someone would run, like Ron would look at it and know, like probably be able to connect exactly to what you were thinking. And whereas mm-hmm. I'm over here, like, like, hmm, it could mean this, it could mean this, it could mean this.
2: I love that. That's what I was going for. It is
1: though. It's a fun puzzle poem. It's a fun yes. puzzle poem. Uh, I obviously have a, I have one strong theory and then a secondary theory about what it's about um, mm-hmm. that I'll present before you tell me, so I can't cheat. Um, but, do you want to read this one or do you want me to? I do have it pulled up. If you, do you have it pulled up on your phone? I know that that's like a pain. I
2: don't currently.
1: <laughs> do you want me to read it? Cause I know it's a short one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is pick a color. One day when it's red outside, I'll cover me in blue. So that way, when the purple comes, they'll see on me one hue. Cause that's the way the purple likes to see both me and you. One color each, no room to reach for things tween red and blue. Okay. So my first instinct when I first read it, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like I have to go back and read this like five times. Um, I don't know if this is just because we have been in a crazy climate, but like part of me was like, is this, is this a political poem? <laughs> There was a moment where I was like, maybe she's talking about being in love with someone and the both of them have extremely opposing views and people don't like that. And so maybe that's what it's about. And then I was like, okay, it's probably not that literal and on the nose, Melissa. <laughs> um, so I wasn't sure about that theory, but the, per- the to me, what is, is an interesting, like what stumps me is investigating what the purple is like is the purple then I was like is this kind of a a more spiritual poem like is this about like being close to someone or a side of yourself or something that is opposing but together and about how like is the purple talking yeah and and then I also was like maybe this is just talking about love and like maybe it's not romantic love maybe I started to pick at so many different theories Bridget so yeah I don't know I, I almost want you to like give me a hint
2: <laughs> <laughs> I well one of those things you said was accurate when I wrote really? it but I do love you know be, Again, again I wrote it that way on purpose I love when people can take what they need out of it and just run with that and that's you know that's the magic in it but um when I wrote it it was about you know um opinions whether they're political religious just mostly political um Mm -hmm. was what I was thinking when I wrote it but yeah just um having different opposing viewpoints and and having extremes on either side telling you that you can't really be in the middle because it's not helping anything.
1: <laughs> right. 100%, 100%. Yeah, no that's what really cuz I I read it a couple times and that was what struck me the most. Um especially because you know one color each, no room to reach. And I yes. think that that is also such a poignant and beautiful statement just in and of itself, because I think that's how so many people feel so polarized right now that yeah. they don't feel like they can communicate with people that might be in different groups as them because they feel like there's no room for a discussion or an understanding. Yes, um, absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I love this poem and I love the title for it too. You know, pick a color. Cause it's, yeah. it's very much like, ha ha ha. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so, um, which I love. So uh, yeah, I, I think, I think these three are just amazing choices. Like, which also in and of itself is very telling for you as a writer, because it is hard as a poet when somebody asks you to pick through your stuff and pick three things.
2: Yeah that's kind of like tough.
1: it's a secret test it's a secret uh-huh. test because it shows also you know what kind of a view you of what perspective you have as a writer on your own work and I think going through your stuff on Wattpad like I think this is really good but I would like to also read Detached that's one of my
2: other one of the ones I was thinking about bringing up it's
1: a really I'll just read it and then we'll talk about it okay um but Detached The sky's a little odd today. It's not quite blue, but it's not quite gray. There seems to be a fog around. It's weaving through my ankles now. The words on this page I can read just fine. Well, I know what they say, but the letters entwined. I can feel the spinning of the earth, yet my feet stand firmly upon this dirt. A thought is chasing me, a feeling erasing me from my conscious self, yet the meaning's evading me. I'm aware of the day but can't pinpoint the time. And this, is this voice that's coming from my mouth even mine? I love that. I don't know how to describe what it is. I don't even know if it really exists. What is this? Am I doing okay? Can I please pick between happy or sadness today? It'd be easier at least than this detached sensation to be anxious as opposed to emotional segregation. The sky's not blue, the sky's not gray, and I feel so damn detached today. Yeah, I feel like I have, I relate so much to, I'm aware of the day, but can't pinpoint the time is the voice that's coming from my mouth, even mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, and I think so many people feel like that right now, especially because there's a sort of numb, it's like we all go into survivor mode where like there's a numbness that comes over you because you don't really know. There's so much being thrown at you. There's so many things, and it's almost like self-preservation um because it's hard not to overfeel as it as it is and be overwhelmed um yeah and then great words you know like this detached sensation emotional segregation that antithesis what's up like love it love that <laughs> you know what I mean um and because I think like it's also interesting for me because the detached sensation is what we do because like we, it's almost like we emotionally, like, again, it's like we emotionally segregate, we compartmentalize out of self-preservation because it's so hard to feel it all at once. Yeah. And then I was also gonna ask you this one, cause I noticed that, that, that so, you know, some of your poems have the to be continued, which I was curious about. Um, does that, cause is that just a, a, an aspect of Wattpad? Cause this I one- I think it is, yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, no, that feels pretty complete. Like that feels like a pretty finished poem. Um, yeah but out of curiosity i know it says last updated may 17th was this is this a poem that you wrote pretty recently
2: yeah it is and Mm -hmm. so is the i can't eat this Mm -hmm. those were pretty recent so
1: well and i feel like they're definitely like all of your poems are very 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 good but i definitely feel like those two are at your strong like definitely at the strong and like which is great because as a writer and as a poet you're you're evolving and continuing to grow which is Mm -hmm. exciting yeah um but yeah, I, I love this poem and I just think this is another one that I would love to like almost just hear, you know, with some music, like, because I think, yeah. you know, hear it read with some music or something, or it could be a voiceover or something because it's so relatable right now and um, comes from a place of such truth. So
2: yeah, with everything that's been going on in the world, I definitely can see a lot of people relating to that.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, which also it's hard when you're feeling that way to like articulate it sometimes. So that's another mm-hmm. like credit to you to be able to put it you know, pen to paper during those moments and like write about it or yeah. even reflect on it. So, um, yeah, I just, I definitely think you should, you know, no, not should, should is the wrong word, but that performing your poetry and continuing to read it or you know whatever that might mean for you because I know we live in such a fast-paced audio visual world where mm-hmm. the likelihood of someone going to a website and just reading a bunch of poetry as opposed to getting to ingest it from you know you doing YouTube or whatever it is yeah. um but I definitely think like as the world does hopefully go back more and more like hopefully this variant thing can subside um but I mean, I would love to have you out for a an open mic or something at some point or just have Oh, you that would open. be awesome. It'd be so <laughs> I've cool. Done couple,
2: I've yes. done a couple open mics and it scared the socks <laughs> off me, but I, I love them. They're, they're good for my soul. <laughs> they're so good for the soul. And especially with your
1: rhymes, like I would love to get you like, you know, Ron, he hosts some poetry. Um, I would love to get you into one of those to be able to speak one of your poems out loud. Cause like. You know those rhymes hit and 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 the the words are just really some really really strong 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 storytelling happening strong storytelling that's a tongue twister but um yeah Bridget thank you so much for like being willing to do this and being communication course, yeah. with me and stay with us over the course of all this craziness and chaos um but
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that we stayed in touch. Cause I, I, I needed this. I think it's, it's been great for me and just being able to get that. Cause not, you know, the, the people close to me in my life, you know, they're Proud of what I'm doing, but they're not, they don't have that same passion that I do for poetry. And so it's really hard to, yeah, I, I don't really have anybody that I can share it with that appreciates it the way that other poets do. And so it's really been therapeutic for me to, to share it with you and with other people. So it's, I uh, thank you for staying in touch yeah. with me.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. And again, I had to end this episode on that line because Bridget, I could not have said it better myself. So thank you again for joining us. It was such a joy to get to catch up with you after not speaking to you for this time. And of course, like we both said, keeping in touch has been a godsend for all of us that need to share writing with people in the community, people that can relate and, um, you know, give us that artistic satisfaction that we all really need when we're telling these stories. Sometimes it's just nice to sit down with someone, who really appreciates it and can even give a perspective and offer a point of view that we didn't even think of. One of my favorite things when I'm sharing a poem with someone is when they say, oh, you know what I really like about that is this, or you know what, I don't get this, or, oh, that's an interesting way to look at that, or they'll see something or hear something that I didn't even maybe fully realize myself. And I think that's the magic of all of our stories, right? So thank you again for joining us. And I want to end with a poem from Bridget's lovely portfolio on Wattpad called Welcome Back. And it's a poem that I just think not only can we all completely relate to this and understand where she's coming from, but it also feels like there's a lot of hope that we're all kind of reaching for right now too. Hope and comfort and rest amid the discomfort and the chaos. So here is Welcome Back by our guest, Bridget. I have been listening to it for a while now. The wind rustling through the trees sounds like a full stadium. I think they're cheering for me. The sun touches my skin when I finally rest beneath her rays. Her light feels like a warm hug. I think she might be reassuring me. My breathing is becoming softer. The inhales and exhales sound like ocean waves. I think my body is rocking me into a sleepy state that lovingly tells me. Finally, you've made it. Welcome back home. Poets Return, a poetry podcast where not only artists share their work and discuss their process, but where people of all backgrounds can let you into the story within the words. This audio production is copyright 2021 by the Poets Return podcast, All Rights Reserved. The copyrights for each story are held by the respective authors. No duplication of this audio program is permitted without the written consent of Melissa Bowie.
2: Until next time, write early, often, and nightly, and use your words well and wisely.